This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. As always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Buenos. Buenos noches. Um, thank you guys for stopping by, liking and subscribing. It really does help us out. Or following us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, Stitcher Regular, Spotify. Doing all the fun podcast stuff. It does help us out and it tunes you guys into new episodes that come out every single week. If you're listening to this the week it came out, which we hope you are, if you were subscribed, you would have gotten a notification. But um, if you're listening to this that week, we are in Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, which is very exciting. And we're trying to figure out what we're going to do there. If yeah. we're going to do something. Next week's episode, who knows what's coming. Um, but it's very exciting stuff. Hopefully uh, learning some new stuff about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hopefully we get into Hall H and, uh, you know, meet rubbing elbows with some celebrities and stuff. We're very excited for that. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about two crazy things that have come out in the MCU. We got the finale of Miss Marvel just happened today as of recording this last week for you guys. Um, some interesting stuff for the MCU is revealed in there. And then Thor 4, Love and Thunder, um, out in theaters now. It's loud. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no one else can hear that, oh, Christian. Sorry. <laughs> um, Thor Love and Thunder is out in theaters now. Uh, we're going to be doing a full review of that as well. We'll let you guys know when the spoilers are coming. We'll we'll pay our, our patented spoiler alert when that stuff starts happening. So uh, you can know when to skip forward if you haven't seen either of those yet. Before we get into that, though, let's do some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, what's your nerdy confession? Nerdy confession is, um, I don't know why it took me a while to start watching uh, Jack Reacher. Um, but it's good. It, the it's, TV show, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It stars the actor, I forgot his name. He's the guy who plays Hawk from yeah. Hawk and Dove in Titans. I like him. You know, I did not. I like him, too. Um. I didn't really like his character too much in Titans. He just kind of plays like a douchebag. But um, I really like him in this. Um, it's and I, I was wondering, like, is he really that big? Because in the sh in the show, he's he's six five. But like when he's like standing next to other actors, like shit, this guy is huge. Like he's really big. Yeah. Well, because the Jack Reacher you used to is five foot two. Tom Cruise. <laughs> I never saw it, but yeah, I know. I know the <laughs> first time it was played by uh, Tom Cruise. But everyone else must have been also really big in Titans because I don't remember him like towering over people. No, he was pretty big for sure. Like, like Dick, the guy who plays Dick Grayson, I forget the actor's name, but he's a pretty tall dude too, and he was he still kind of hulked over yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I really like the show. It's really cool. I kind of want to read the books now. I'm kind of curious. Um, yeah. 
I like the Jack Ryan Amazon show. I thought that was a good yeah, show. that was good. It just wasn't. Um, I, I don't know if they're doing season two or not, but who knows? It was pretty good. Not if he's playing Mister Fantastic. They said just because they showed him. I know they're, the- they're saying that, but the, you know, Disney's a bunch of simp's for all their all their fanboys. They're like, just give us your money. <laughs> We'll do whatever you want. Tom was, Cruise is Iron Man now. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I, I did believe it. I did think that oh, Tom Cruise was going to be a Iron Man. Knowing variant. Tom Cruise, like, he really only does stuff that he wants to do. And he's not. I, I couldn't see him getting muscled into a cameo like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but he loves big blockbuster movies. Like, what's- Yeah, but, like, superhero movies have never really been his deal, you know? No? Just the mummy? Remake. <laughs> yeah. That one. I haven't seen it yet. I do it, want it. It was rough. I mean, they set up some interesting ideas. I'll say that. Like, because I know they were trying to. Because they the- tied it into the original Brendan Fraser mummy. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Okay. And they set up the cinematic universe. There was like the creature of the blue lagoon. Yeah. There was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Dracula. Um, Dra- so I think Dracula, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is true, but I thought it was the. Remember that last Dracula movie that came out? The Dracula, Dracula, um, it was like untold. It's the one where he had like the cool armor and the where he bats. was the good guy. Yeah, where he was like the good guy. Okay, I think that Dracula was eventually going to show up, but who knows? I actually did like that movie. I didn't think I was going to like it. It was. It, it was wasn't like fine. amazing. It was. It was entertaining. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. But yeah, Jack Reacher, uh, check it out. It's good. I'm almost cool done. Show. I'm like two episodes behind. But it's cool. It's dope. Nice. I actually really like the actor. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. And the boys. We forgot the boys. Yeah. Just the boys. The boys is amazing. Oh, my God. The boys is so good. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that a little bit a couple weeks ago, I guess it was. But, man, that show is one of the few shows that has gotten better every season. Yeah. I mean... Stranger Things even stumbled a little bit. Season two, season two, not season not two. great. Everything else was great. Everything else is great, um, and they they corrected it. They yeah, took they away did. the yeah. sister. Not, nothing nothing wrong with nothing wrong with Stranger Things, but it's. I'm just saying that it's very rare that a show actually gets better each season. But goddamn, uh, uh, fucking Rogan had it in him. I didn't know he was uh, that good of an executive producer. Joe Rogan? Exactly. I mean, Joe Rogan. The other Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan, sorry. It's like, what the fuck? That would have been How dope. did I miss this? Joe Rogan, it would have been all plugging in his supplements and stuff. Oh, no. No, <laughs> Seth Rogan knows what he's doing for sure. Um, my nerdy confession. Um, let's see. I guess I could do. So um, a couple weekends ago for the 4th of July weekend, I went and played a bunch of board games with my f- friends. I think I I think I talked about that last week's episode with Madeline Rue. Um, played a bunch of board games, and one of those games is the game Wingspan, which, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, it's amazing. It's really fun. It's all about birds, and um, it's one of these games that, like, it's called an engine-building game. So you have three different habitats. You have woodlands, grasslands, wetlands, and you're, you basically put birds in each of those habitats. And on each of your turns, the more birds you have, like when you take your turn, you're like, hey, I want to go into the woodlands. You do each of the birds' like special abilities, and you walk it back, each, you know, each bird one by one. And so like towards the end of the game, you get these really long 
actions, like the turns, like, okay, first I'm going to lay a bird, on, you know, lay an egg on every one of these kind of birds. Then I'm going to get an extra point from the, the bank and all this. And you keep going, working your way back. It's really fun. It sounds, it's hard to explain. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's very cool. It's, it's all the, like the pieces and stuff for the game are super high quality, which is a weird thing to comment about. But like the cards feel really good. The board, the game board feels really good. The even even the instruction manual has like a texture to it. It's crazy. And then there's like there's eggs that you lay on the birds and stuff that feel nice. And really stuff. selling this game, dude. It's <laughs> it's a premium experience. Um, it's it's really fun and like everyone I t tell the tell uh, everyone I tell about the game, um, they're always skeptical. They're like. Pfft, it's fucking birds. Like, what? The f <laughs> who gives a shit? That's exactly how I feel right now. Right. And everyone who plays it, they're like, holy shit, that game was actually really fun. In fact, our my friend Michael Stranka actually went and bought the game. Oh, after playing after it. After playing it and stuff. So that's not that's not my nerdy confession, because I talked about that already. My nerdy confession is, there's a mobile game, Christian. <laughs> For this game. For this game. It costs $10. Jesus. A one-time fee, though. One-time fee. And... Here's the music, the background music. Oh yeah, so relaxing. And then like when you when you like, let's see if I can do it. We touch the birds. They make the little they make the little bird calls and stuff. Oh, I love the ringing bird. Yeah. Oh, that was a notification telling me like <laughs> it's my turn or something. And uh, so what's cool about the online thing is you can play against bots or random people, um, or your friends. And so like the buddies that I went up and played games with all weekend long i'm now playing two online games with them on my phone but yeah man it's fun but wingspan check it out it's like if you're into board games dude it's hella fun i'm also looking forward my friend david got this game called Moonrakers. Uh, has nothing to do with james bond but it does have to do with space and um seems like a cool deck building game which i'm excited to try out too so get out there and play some board games guys okay well, uh, that basically does it for our Nerdy Confessions, uh, so we're going to take a quick little break with a word from our sponsors, and uh, when we come back from that, we will uh, talk about Miss Marvel and Thor, Love and Thunder, so we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And we're back. All right. So 
Which one do you want to talk about first, Miss Marvel or Thor: Love and Thunder? I feel like I got more to say about Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah, well, we can start with the least one and just yeah, let's start with Miss Marvel. So, spoiler-free review, Christian. Um, how'd you feel about the series overall? I, you like it? You hate it? So, you want to be racist about it? <laughs> no, you want to be leave, misogynistic I'll about leave it? Leave that to the MCU fanboys. <laughs> MCU. Um, so, say what you will about those terrible people, but that's a great name. You know what I mean? Do, they don't need help, Cody. I know. <laughs> I mean, their their branding is just so good. Let's. let's They're terrible not. people, but goddamn, so, so clever. I I love that we're getting more representation. I yeah. love we're getting more brown folk superheroes. Yeah, speak uh, for yourself, Christian. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, with that being said, um, it, I think the show suffered from being six episodes. It definitely. I, I don't think it it was paced well enough. Like mm-hmm. um, Loki, Loki was just greatly paced. Like even though it was six episodes, they did everything. Every episode felt like holy shit. And I feel like they were able to tell a great story. Versus in this, it needed like, more time. It's like okay, I'm in Pakistan. Okay, ba- now I'm back in New Jersey. Yeah, it, okay, I'm in Pakistan again. And you know, in Loki, like, it kind of makes go, going to Pakistan is not an easy trip. No, it's <laughs> a huge flight, multiple flights. You know, and Loki, it worked because they they were time they had the time uh, variants or yeah, the time traveling. Yeah, so it, it was fine if they right. went there instantly, um, and I it needed more time to see her develop her powers, and that's that's one of the things that bugged me. Where I guess I, don't, I didn't think it, it went from I don't know what this is to mastering it right away. Right, and 100%. I was like, ah, I could it could have it, it was still a good show. I mean, the actress is great. I love her. She. Um, uh, she's great. I do. I want to see her in more things. I feel like most of the cast was pretty dang good. Yeah, it was great. You know, um, I love her dad. I, was like, dude, I wish my dad was dad like that. Dad is great. Mom is definitely like an uh, you know over controlling mom. I really like the the uh, school counselor dude. <laughs> like he wasn't in it that long, but like when he was in it, he was just like like the gayest dude ever, and it was super supportive. <laughs> It was the best. I'm like, God damn. Her, her older brother was great, even though you didn't get a lot of screen time. Sure, sure. Um, I, I, not too big of a spoiler, but I love towards the end, there's this big battle, and he shows up. Why are you here? Mom sent me over to watch you. It was like it's such a fucking immigrant yeah. parent thing to do. <laughs> it's like it was, it was, it was great. Like um, there, there were a lot of great things, mm-hmm. um, but not everything is perfect. And I, and I think it, it's it the six episodes is what made it suffer. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the pacing was not great on it you know it's it's one of those things where really needed time to like like you said she needed time to learn about her powers and go from being that awkward like trying to figure everything out to actually like mastering them and we never saw that we see we see we see her like struggling to stand on her little platform platform deals or whatever and and then she's instantly awesome at it. She can do things that she's never done in the rest of the show in the last episode. It felt very, very rushed. Um, and I will say, like, I understand, and we talked about this before, I understand why they changed her power set um, for the show. The, what they did, it looks really good, like the, the crystalline energy projection stuff. It looks really good. Um, you can you can very easily tell when the power is activated, and when you do something that's weird that looks strange and alien to us, we can accept that that's how it looks. Where if you're doing stretching and 
embiggening and all that kind of stuff, like like her powers in the comics, to make that look believable requires much higher grade of CG than what that show probably had budget for. No, and I did. so I think I like I understand that when she was running in the last episode and she's running on her platforms, mm-hmm. it looked great. It yeah. looked great, and the physics it didn't look like a weightless person right. running on top, which I think a lot of CG suffers from, sure. like the really terrible CG in Black Panther. With the fighting, right. and just or, like uh, these weightless, Halo, the Halo show, like, like these that. weightless guys just flinging around everywhere. Yeah. Uh, no, it looked it looked great. I liked her suit at the end. Her costume was great. Um, I didn't enjoy how they did her in beginning. I, I, I it yeah. was, it was, it was weird, weird. Um, I, and I will say this: I think, I think the whole show suffered from from them. And like, we'll get more into it in spoilers, but. The show really suffered from not knowing what the plot was, right? <laughs> so when we talk about, like, who the bad guys were and, like, what the resolution at the end of the show was, it, like, it didn't know what it wanted to be until, like, the last one to two episodes. And I, I found myself watching the last episode and being like, wait, what happened in that last one? Like, they're trying to explain it. It was very unclear, um, and I think it, it just like they couldn't decide what they wanted the show to be. I think if this was ten episodes long, it probably a lot of that stuff would have been solved because we could have gone more into who the bad guys were, what they wanted, and then how that gets resolved. And we could have seen more of her like learning about her powers, what her powers do. Because at the end, we we still don't know. The limitations of her powers, right? Like Iron Man One was one of the reasons why it was so good and such a successful movie. Is we really we were there with Tony Stark learning about him and his Iron Man suit, right? When he's in the in the lab and he's like, "Oh yeah, I think I can fly," and you see him kind of like go up and then fall down, and he needs the stabilizers on his hands. Okay, cool, and then he flies up. And then he gets the icing on his suit. Yeah, he's like, oh, I need to figure like, this oh, out. Oh, I need to figure this out. Like, through that entire experience, we're learning about the limitations to his powers. So at the end, when he fights, uh, what's his name? Jeff Bridges, right? Jeff Bridges? It was Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't remember Jeb- his Jedediah, suit. Jebediah, Jebediah Stone or something? Jedediah. What, Obadiah. Obadiah. Obadiah Stone, yeah. So when he fights him at the end, they fly up into the sky. And he's like, hey, how'd you solve the icing problem? We know that as the audience. Yeah. In this show, we don't we don't know the limitations of her powers, and you know, so when she's straining to do something, we're like, why is that harder to do? We don't we don't know that. Um, so, and even one of the characters like offhandedly asks her, like, oh, so is like your power unlimited or whatever? And she's like, oh well, and we never find the answer to it, right? So, um, it it just I think time and writing really kind of failed this show that being said it's a fun show like nothing world altering or world ending really happens um and when we get into the spoilers well there's some reveals that happen but um like it's still a small story about kamala khan her family and her family's legacy so it doesn't have to affect like the rest of the world, which I, I appreciated that. And it was fun. You know, it was yeah. the, I think the directorial style was very good. Um, the music was great. Music was the last, cool. In the, particularly in the last episode, I found, I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I want to listen to this, like, I want to yeah. download this. This is 
the music was dope. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. And it was a great representation for, um, you know, Pakistani people and Muslim Muslim people, um, I assume, because I know probably only a hair more than most white people do. But um, but, it, you know, I'm sure I'm sure if I was if I was a little uh, Islamic kid and, I, you know, I, you know, finally seeing some representation and not only having her, but having uh, the Red Dagger, which is another like minor superhero that shows up. I like that's got to be a pretty cool feeling. So, um, yeah, it was a fun, fun show worth checking out. It's not one of those things where you'd be like, oh, my God, I have to watch it right now. It's, a, you know, it's the best thing they've ever put out. It's not that. But it's a fun, you know, Marvel TV show. When you got nothing left to watch, check it out because there's some cool stuff that happens. Sound about right? See. All right. Let's do some spoilers for the end of Miss Marvel. So um, let's talk a little bit about the um, the bad guys of this thing. You remember what they were called? The the jinn. They were called the clandestines. Well, in in the jinn. Yeah, they they're like oh that well they're like oh we're what the the jinn are based on basically right. So the clan uh, clandestines or clandestines um, were a family in the Marvel universe um, that were like basically immortals or very long lived kind of thing, um, and like like they all had their own powers. They were like an X Men kind of knockoff. And they only had, they were only around for like, I don't know, one year or something of their own book. And then they got canceled because no one gave a shit. And that's kind of how I felt about the bad guys in this uh, show. Like, we don't really know much about their motivation. Like, other than one of them wanted to go back home. They wanted to go back home, which means going through the veil. And then in the second to last episode, like, she somehow has a chance to do that. But when she goes into it, she dies. Well, she changed her mind to save uh, her son's home because Kamala convinces her this is his home. Right. And she's like, you're right. And she sacrificed herself. Yeah, so but what is – like my whole thing is like I don't understand what was what was bad about them going home. It would have – so it was going to cross over and get rid of Earth. So their home would have crossed over into Earth, but it would have taken over. It would have destroyed everything here. Right. So, but what I'm saying is when she decides to sacrifice herself, like what did she do to sacrifice herself? She turned to dust. She just like, (laughs) she chose to turn to dust or like, was the thing like going to go and just like, I just don't understand what action she took. It looks like she stood in front of the thing. She made a conscious decision. You know what? I don't want to go home. And then she melted. I'm assuming it was her closing the the veil. Closing the veil. but she, So she can close it, but she can't open it. <laughs> like, I, Cody, we already talked about I, how there were some things that were confusing. I, cons- I consider myself one of these, like a nerdy comic book fan who can accept some pretty out there stuff. You know what I mean? It just, that part in particular was so poorly written that I have no idea what happened. Like, I, I loosely know what happened. She sacrificed herself for her son. I understand that theme played out in that scene. I don't know what she did to sacrifice. I don't I don't really know like like is the veil cool? Like would we have been better off if it came over and replaced Earth? Who knows? Are there just those five people who live in that entire other universe? Did she kill another universe to 
save ours. I, I I don't understand any of this stuff. It was never mentioned. So like that was a really frustrating part of this show. And then and then that wasn't even really the the big penultimate fight scene. You know that the big fight scene was like her and uh, Cameron, like who somehow because his mom did whatever she did with the veil, he now has similar powers that, that to Kamala's, like, that also... but they're sharper. <laughs> yeah. Hers are more round. His are sharp and pointy. He doesn't know how to use it yet. He doesn't know how to use them. He doesn't need a bangle for it either. No, he didn't. And he feels like he's getting crushed on the inside. Yeah. What is there a bangle in him? Like, what? what is this? <laughs> he ate the other bangle. He ate the other bangle. The bangle was inside all along. No, that, that also was... Not explained. Agreed. It was not explained well. Right. Um. And and I I don't like it when I, the villain has to have the same powers as the right. hero. I I mean that's what I really it's liked such about a Moon cop Knight. Out. What I really liked is that he didn't have the powers. He right. did not have. He used to off off screen before mm-hmm. Moon Knight had happened. Um. Right. So I just I just wish Marvel and or superhero movies in general just get away from that theme yeah. like. As the villains have something else. You well, know? we were talking. We were talking before this about Black Panther in the first movie, like two Black Panthers fighting each other. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like it's like okay, so if like if they both have the same superpowers, they both have the unbreakable suit. We're just watching two dudes fist fight. Like who's the better fighter? It's nothing about like who's stronger, who's got the more test of will. It's just like no, nah, who's a better fighter? That's all it is. So. Um, yeah, it was a bit anticlimactic. Um, I will say so. Th- these are these are deep time spoilers. So, in the very last scene of the show, um, Bruno, who I like that kid, he was he was a fun character. Dude, fucking stuck in the friend zone though. <laughs> poor, the poor, poor boy. <laughs> like, like. Sh- Drinking water, man. Sorry. <laughs> Kamala is just all up in every, literally every other dude's nuts except for him. And he's no, like. No, they had a moment early, like in the first, I don't know if it was the second episode where it looked like they were going to kiss. But yes, he got, nah, got friend zoned. zoned hardcore. She meets Cameron, Cameron and he's like, he's got, he drives a Porsche or whatever. And she's like, oh, fuck, I want to fuck that guy. <laughs> and then she goes over, then she goes over to uh, Pakistan and meets the Red Dagger dude. She's like, I can't even see that dude's face, but I want to fuck him too. And then she gets home and Bruno's like. Hey, I'm Bruno. I've literally like done everything for your family. I've saved you multiple times. I've even housed Cameron at my house for you. And she's like, "Thanks, Bruno. He's such a good friend." It's like, God damn, poor guy. Cody, he's just because he inserts nice guy tokens doesn't mean he deserves a prize at the end. I know. Right? I just it's her choice. No, but I just want her to appreciate him. And I feel she like she, I feel like she doesn't. Friend. No, I don't feel like she does. She didn't even want to give him the Porsche at the end. Like, come on, man. Like, his whole deal is gadgets. He's got no parents. You're, you're going to take this car away from him? You can't even drive. You can fly. As a white male, he gets away with a lot of things, Cody. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. I forgot about his inherent guilt. Um, so, uh, anyway, so Bruno comes in at the end, and he says, there's something different about your DNA, Kamala, because he can, he can also analyze DNA. That's how cool he is. Anyway. <laughs> Um, she's like, he's almost like there's a mutation and you hear the, 
in the background. I, when when they said that, I was like, oh, I wonder if later on when they start yeah. introducing mutants uh, and abilities, that her ability is going to be to stretch on top of the bangle stuff. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I mean, they're going to have to... Ex- like, we know the bangles where that power comes from. Here, They're going to give her something else. Here's what they could do. Here's what they could do. Is when the X-Men eventually get, you know, introduced, right? Um, which they're they're definitely headed that way. It's going to have to be. I mean, they're just, they keep dropping hints about it. Right, so right, it's, right. It's going to be soon. It's got to be soon. Um, so when, when they get introduced, I think what we'll do is the, they might find out that you know, once she meets the actual X-Men, she's like, hey, I heard that I might be a mutant. I would love this if they found out that, oh, you're not actually a mutant. That's not a mutation. That's alien DNA. You're actually part Cree. And then you find out that the bangle just accesses her inhuman DNA. And then she goes, she can go through the actual Terrigen mist. And that's when she becomes stretchy. You know what I mean? It's, it's a way for them to put inhumans way off in the distance and still mention some of the other things that kind of lead up to I it. I think there's reason to suspect that you're right because so the after or not the mid credit scene, well I guess it's only after credit. Right. When uh her bangle starts getting all weird. Yeah. And then she teleports out and then uh, Captain Marvel teleports Carol in. Carol Danvers. So maybe. Maybe I mean because she uh, was messing with the Kree. She probably has Kree technology, Captain Marvel. So right. It could explain why. And that she's also she's happened. also going to be in the Marvels, which yeah. is going to be the next movie with Captain Marvel, Photon, and Miss Miss Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. And Blue Marvel, if they do it, mm, maybe, possibly. Um, so interesting stuff. Like it, it, it definitely, uh, has some implications for the MCU. I'm excited to see what happens next. Um, it just, it, it bums me out that Marvel is just like anything but the inhumans. <laughs> they can be, she's, oh, she's part of this, uh, this family clandestine. Uh, they were, they were called, they were called the destine family and they were the clan destine. That was what, that was what they, uh, Original comic was, but who knows? They they they're they like, might. oh, she's part of the clandestine. Oh no, now she's a mutant. It's like, come on, dude, she's an inhuman. Like, they they could still do the inhuman stuff. I mean, they could. I I think I think showed... that show just left such a bitter taste in their mouth. It's literally the worst thing that Marvel Studios has ever done. I haven't seen it, so I can't. Oh, dude, you should watch it. It's like, so it's like hidden on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. But you know, like when you search Disney Plus and you're like Marvel, and it will come up with like all the movies, all the Marvel Disney Plus shows. You have to search for the Inhumans, and it comes up in a page by itself, no related that leads you into other Marvel movies. It's on its own. Okay, you should watch it. It's one season, and it's awful. I, I think they they still they pro- they're not going to use that at all. That's just going to be something. No, no, no. They're going to pretend that it never happened. But I think. When they showed Black Bolt in um, the Doctor Strange mm-hmm. movie and how excited people were, and even excited for the same actor, yeah, they, they could be like, okay, there's definitely an audience for this, right? Anson Mount, first of all, who's who's the actor who plays Black Bolt, he also plays Captain Pike in the new Star Trek's Brave New Worlds, which is awesome. It's the best Star Trek show that's come out since Next Generation. I'll say it, um, but um, he's. He's an excellent actor, and I think he 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 plays that role really well. 
Um, and I think the reason why he got such a great reaction in that scene specifically is they went comic, a comic accurate. Suit, yeah. You know, like he's in the suit. He he's like he's got the little tuning fork. He's got the little wing armpit wings. You know what I mean? Like, and he's just as powerful as he is in in the comic book. So you know, like people part, appreciate that stuff. Part of me was bummed out that they didn't like. It would have been great to even just to see Lockjaw. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> giant big boy. Um, he's in the show. Oh, is he? But he's yeah. not giant. I'm he is. I mean, he's pretty big. He's the size of like a VW Bug. Oh, okay, okay. I maybe they maybe, just, a, maybe a little smaller. I thought they had like a, just a pug regular, with yeah a pug with some a tuning fork stapled to his head. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I'm also glad they didn't bring him to Doctor Strange movie because then Scarlet Witch probably would have killed him, and that would have ended the MCU altogether. <laughs> you can't fucking show an animal, a, a particular yeah, dog yeah. die. Yeah, that's how you know you've really gone off the deep end. But. Yeah, oh, I'm hoping for some cool stuff. Um, you know, in I'm the thinking maybe they're they, they're probably going to announce some kind of mutant movie or X Men movie at yeah. Comic Con. I hope which so. You guys are probably hearing about it now. We should try to make some fucking predictions like yeah. we did last time. We should. Maybe we'll make, we'll make some bold uh, predictions uh, right at the end. Um, let's. We got to talk a little bit about Love and Thunder, though. Yeah, of course. So, Love and Thunder, Thor four. Um, the second of the Taika Waititi Thor movies. Uh, let's do our spoiler-free review first. If you haven't seen it yet, don't worry. Uh, we'll just talk about it generally. In general, Christian, how did you feel? I loved it. There's definitely some things I could neckbeard about. Sure. Um, but I personally loved it. I love Taika Waititi. I love the movies he makes. Um, Me too. Mm -hmm. But the internet is fucking turning on my boy Taika Waititi yeah. hard. Um, I guess uh, without big spoilers, I, I, I knew being that there was going to be some gay themes, it was going to piss off some people. Right. Like, I, and I, I mean, like, like that's part of that that internet noise that like I don't give a shit about. Right. You like I tune that out because anytime you mention like, oh, I've got two dads, or like. Oh, you know, I'm going to find my queen to go with my dude. Queen, you know? But now the LGBT community is mad at him too because yeah, uh, they he promised. He promised. So, and we were there. We were there at yeah. Comic-Con when it was uh, when announced um when they announced Valkyrie being the king mm -hmm. uh was going to find her queen. And I guess also spoiler in the movie. Also it's at a, it's at a panel in Comic-Con and was it was it Taika who said that, or no. was it Tessa Thompson? It was Tessa Thompson. Okay, maybe it was an offhanded thing. Like, who gives a shit? Like, like, you can't take what they say at an interview where they're announcing something. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to be the plot of that movie, right? But I would just... And I mean, they had something in there. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like it wasn't... Uh, those themes weren't in there at so all. So what, what, what the community is pissed off about is that um, it's just hinted and implied... That she is, uh, she's a lesbian. queer. Yeah, yeah queer. Um, but it's like, dude, what? Like, we wanted fucking her scissoring someone. Like, what? Like, <laughs> I would have uh, enjoyed that. Yeah, I but like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Would have like, been a would have been a weird turn for Disney. <laughs> like, holy was, shit! There was a sex scene. There, yeah. they show that shit. It oh, was, oh yeah. Corgan yeah. and his boyfriend. They showed yeah. it was, there was a sex scene. So. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. He was rock hard, is all I'll say. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I don't know. Like, he accidentally pissed off both sides. Like, he, 
You would have thought it would just would have been well, one. Ju- it just goes to prove you that, like, you can't please everyone, even when you try to do the right thing. No, and and this this the way people have been reacting. We were talking about it uh, before recording. If there was going to be a downside, if if I were to foresee a, a downside of Marvel movies, this is it. It's going to be the fucking fans that are yeah. going to destroy. Like, just just fucking be happy. We're getting great like movies and uh, we're getting great comic movies and to nitpick over dumb shit right. companies are not the smartest they will listen to your stupid reactions and they'll try to correct course and they're yeah. going to correct wrong they're going to oversteer so I, I i mean i hope that they don't listen right but, uh, i'm i'm scared i'm now a little fearful of what sure. they might do well here here's so here's my take on it without going into any spoilers or anything it it's a Taika Waititi movie through and through, but it's also it also feels like the most formulaic Taika Waititi movie that I've seen so far. Where it's like th- the jokes are there, and I think they're funny, but they're also like constant, right? They're trying yeah. to shovel it, and they're like, "Oh, people love Ragnarok with jokes. We're gonna double down on jokes," which is fine. Um, but then s- some serious stuff has to happen in the movie to give it some gravity and give it some weight. And because everyone's just cracking jokes like it's fucking Seinfeld in 1994, like it, it just doesn't have the same weight to it. So, I, and I think that that like to me, I can understand why people are, you know, having a hard time with that. The thing is, is like, like I knew there was something when I watched. I was like, I really enjoyed it, but I feel like there's something. there's a feeling that it's not quite. Well, it's like there's something missing, and I couldn't yeah. I couldn't word it. And then uh, I saw it first. Cody saw it later, and he called me right away. And then you said what you said on right now was that there was missing some weight. Mm-hmm. Some, and then I was like, that was it. Like that. That's exactly. Right. And that to me is a, a very valid critique of how to improve a movie. That's valid. Right. That's mm-hmm. fucking. But getting mad oh, yeah. over gay characters in the movie, just <laughs> shut the fuck up. Right, right. It's a fucking rock alien. Well, that's you know I forget. Well, actually, I think it was both B. Dave Walters and Madeline Rue. It was like, you're not mad because, like, like there are too many jokes or it's Taika Waititi. You're just mad that there's gay characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and I get, like, I understand people are, like, the conservative neckbeards, the nerd rotics or whatever, yeah. you know, like that asshole. Um, it's so weird because... Like he used to be our comic. I, I think it's a fucking gimmick. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I think it, it's a gimmick. I'm sure I think it's an part ampl- of it. I'm sure it's an amplified version of who he really yeah. is. You know what I mean? But anyway, because he wasn't like that before. Yeah, at least we but didn't know. I get it. Maybe he said a couple things on the show. People started paying attention, <laughs> Dro- and then dropped a few hard R's. <laughs> People are like, oh fuck, I got a bunch of views on this one. And anyway. then, and then I'm, I'm sure he escalated to get yeah. more of that. I, I'm sure, but um, which but, I don't know which one's grosser. You know that you're really like that. You pretend to be just right. It works. Exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think Love and Thunder is a fun action superhero movie. And I think that's the best way I can describe it. It's fun. It has some humor in it. There's some awesome action. Um, but it, it it's not going to change your life. It's not like Thor Ragnarok where it fundamentally changed who that character was yeah. in the tone of his universe, right? Like that was big, and it's hard to do that twice in a row. That's it, it's an impossible thing to ask, but um, I think that you know, it's not going to change your life. It's not the best Thor movie out there. It's um, but it's 
it's not the worst Thor movie out there either. Thor 2 is still yeah. very much a real thing. Well, the thing is, some people were complaining. as like, that's not Thor in the comics. Like, no. No, no. it's absolutely not. It's I agree with you 100%. It's absolutely not Thor. But it is what audience reacted better to. Sure. I mean, look, Thor 1, if you go back and look at it, I mean, it, it was it was a, it was a good introduction movie. Sure, a great comic book movie, and I could. Thor is a hard character to do in the comics. Right. He's very fucking serious. He's he's a hundred percent serious. No nonsense fucking character, and he speaks with like old English. Yeah, he uses a bunch of thous and thou art not Thor. Yeah. and it they did that in the in the first and second movie, um, but it didn't do too great. Thor Ragnarok came around. They let Chris Hemsworth personality come through right and the audience fucking right i loved it, and it was like, right. it's fine it's it's not comic book thor but also the cinematic humor is not the fucking comic books they're it, different right so it worked on screen and like i could like the neck bearding on that is like sure okay i can't argue the point that that's not thor in the comics it isn't right but it works it fucking works right well you also have to you know it's a it's a all the the Thor Ragnarok and this Love and Thunder movie, what they do is they kind of look at how ridiculous the idea of a Norse god of thunder interacting with normal people would be and what that situation would be like. It it would be ridiculous and crazy. Like, he would be like, hey, I know that guy from work, you know, because, like, he does. Like, that's the Hulk, but for him it's a dude from work, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it – I think – I don't think that humor has any – like I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think that the the main complaint that I had for the movie is that again there's some heavy stuff that is being dealt with in the movie, and it it isn't given the weight and it isn't given the respect it deserves um, because they're trying to shovel in too many jokes, and I think that's what kept this movie from you know it I'd say it's a good movie. But that's what kept it from being a great movie, yeah, like no, we saw like, with Ragnarok. And we know, we know Taika Waititi can do it because sure. look at Jojo Rabbit. You know, oh my god, one of my favorites. Which, so which is like when it was funny, it was fucking hilarious. But when it was sad, but when it was sad, I wanted like, to cry for hours. You're like, oh shit! So we know yeah. he can do it, right? Um, but so I, but I don't know if that was like Disney was like, hey. Um, make make jokes funny, man. Yeah, like it, it worked in Ragnarok. Sure. Just do it again. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what went on behind there. But um, I say, like, if you're on the fence about going to see it, go see it. It's make your own decision. Um, it's not going to be one of those, like, genre-changing movies like Ragnarok, right? It's not going to change the MCU forever. Um, but it's fun. There's some great jokes in it. Um, there's physical comedy. There's awesome music. Um, and you know, there's even some characters that get introduced into it. That'll be interesting for the future of the MCU. Cool. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some spoilers, Christian. Cause I know we're both dying to talk about it. So if you haven't seen Thor love and thunder, you might want to skip to the end or turn off the podcast now, go watch it. But okay. So Hercules is in the MCU now. Fuck Yeah, he is right. He's uh, and he's played by the guy who, who, um, is from Ted Lasso. I forget the actor's name, but he is, he's, I think he's going to be great. As soon as they showed him, I went out, I was like, who is this guy? And I found out who he was, and I really, because I'd seen the movie again, I'd seen the movie first before Cody, and I really wanted to text him, like, have you seen Ted Lasso? Yeah. But, like, yeah. I didn't I didn't want you to be like, Jason yeah. Sudeikis is Hercules? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, like, I, I, I did not want to give you even a heads up mm -hmm. of anything, 
So I was like, I'll wait. Yeah. But I good. now thinking about it, I was like, he probably wouldn't have asked about like what yeah. I was asking. He probably would have been like, yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, um, I don't know show. anything about this actor. I've never seen him in anything. I will say he looked great in the one shot they showed him. Yeah. Um, he could have been a little bit bigger. Could've right. Had, well, he plays been, he plays a freaking soccer player in, in Ted Lasso, so he could have been a little bulkier. Give, give but a break. Whatever. He might bulk up in the next movie. But as an actor, though, and a comedic actor especially, I think he's going to be great. Costume wise, it looked great. Yes. He's got the little headdress. Yep. He's got the club. Yep. Dude, the little skirt. Yeah. It, it looked, everything. It, it looked, looked fucking looked great. great. Um, super excited. Although, I mean, we only got like five seconds of him, but just from the dialogue sure. between him and Zeus. And Zeus I was like, oh, he's going to be a villain in the beginning. Eh, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, they meet up and they clash. He's like, oh, you tried to kill my father. And they, you know, start fighting back and forth. Then they're going to realize that they're both. They've always been after the attention and approval of their dads. And they're going to grow closer because of that yeah. and team up and fight well, some I mean, bigger threat. And it is common, it's that, ac- it's it is that common classic. accurate that they f- they do fight a lot. Yeah. They clash a lot. They do find ways to work together. And they do clash. Yeah. I, it's ob- it's, it's They're going to become begrudging best friends. Yeah, I'm sure Thor's going to be like, you know, hey, or Hercules is going to be like, hey, you tried to kill my dad. And he's like, yeah, but your dad's a fucking dick. Yeah. Look at the shit he's, he's done like, to well, you. Well, yeah, but still. He made you do those 12 fucking shitty labors. Like, oh, that's fair. That's All right. fair. Like, I had to clean out those stables so many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have, a, I felt very passionate about this movie when I got done with it because I feel like I could have fixed this movie. No, once you once the you, old the old uh, consulting nerds with friends consulting firm could have really before saved we fix this. it. What I do want to say sure. is that my my what I thought I was going to neckbeard about and what I was concerned was for gore. Um, the way I thought Christian Bale did an excellent job. No, he he I killed Stan fucking corrected. He did great. Um he the few serious parts when he was on the screen, he yes. was very creepy and particularly with the kids. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I, I really liked what they did with the eyes and the black and white um mm-hmm. part. Um a little bummed out that he didn't have the symbiote gooey suit or it, it we knew that wasn't gonna happen they could have they've already introduced uh venom no they didn't the mcu has not well they should well they haven't introduced but he popped up and what? oh no 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 he yeah got, he, did. he got sent back he did get sent back yeah it could have worked in they what they went with was shadow stuff yeah they're never gonna do any venom stuff until until marvel gets the rights back just to change the fucking name just I change well, I mean, they, effectively, they did. He made these shadow monsters that are black monsters yeah. that come out of the ground. You know, it's basically symbiotes without, you know, without the name, basically. So, um, I mean, I'm wondering, this, the movie did not make clear. I'm wondering if the um, the sword he had is what the Black Knight has, or is it a brother blade to it? Um, because in the comics... It, they're they're related. I don't know if they're the same blade. No, I don't think they're the same because one's called like the Midnight Blade or something like that. Yeah, and one's called the Necro Sword. And obviously, the little piece we saw in the Eternals where the blade was talking to the Black Knight, and this one was talking to. Although you don't really hear it talking to Gore, but it's implied that the blade's talking to him, right. making him do things. Well, you hear whispers of voices. Yeah, when he's like, "Kill the gods." So um, no, he he fucking he loved it. Uh, he killed it. I loved it, and um, I love that now. Now they they're not going. Oh, uh, we're aliens that people thought were gods. We're fucking gods, right? So I love that. I don't care that it doesn't make sense in movies. I I just they're 
correcting course and they're making gods, um, making them be gods. I, I fucking love it. So yeah. I did love that, and I don't give a shit that it doesn't make sense in the movies. It's fine. <laughs> it's fucking fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think uh, I think Christian Bale killed it. You know, I think um, I think that uh, Chris Hemsworth obviously is having a great time making this movie, and and I, you know, people say that a lot, but it really does come through when you're watching someone. If you watch someone who like you know that they hate being there. It's like it shines through in the movie, and you're like, oh god, like Natalie Portman in the first Thor movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and she's you know she was pretty stiff in those movies, and there were little good moments and stuff. But she was she seemed like she was having a good time in this one. Um, but Christian, I'm going to go over my list of let's do it. How to fix Thor: Love and Thunder, and I want to see if you agree with me. Okay, let's do it. So I already mentioned there's too many jokes, right? So, so that's that's one thing. I mean, I think what made Ragnarok so good is that not everything was like, not everything was a ridiculous joke. Like, yes, you had Jeff Goldblum there being Jeff Goldblum. Which is amazing. Which was amazing. But it's a scary situation for Thor. Which also, he had a part in the movie and it got cut. Got cut. And Bastards. apparently, I don't know why, Tiger Woods said it's not going to be in the deleted scenes. Oh, damn it. Why? I don't know. Fucking do it. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's that's one thing. I, th I thought they should have brought it back a little bit. In fact, I think Jane Foster's character, I think, was handled extremely poorly in this movie. With the cancer? With everything. It's and, like, you have stage four cancer. Ah. Right. So, so here, here's, here's what I'll say. Yeah. So that's one of the things that never got enough weight to it, right? She's having chemotherapy when we first see her, right? And she has stage four cancer, and she's Miss Goofy Jokes person. And I get it. Like, that's how some people would handle that situation. Sure, I understand that. But it never seemed serious. Even when Darcy was talking to her, Yeah. like, they were still jokey joke. Oh, man, it's not, you know, it's like stage four, it's not that bad. It's like, it's stage four out of four, you know? Like, they were joking the whole time. So I think what they should have done with Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster, is she should have been the one who kind of had to teach Thor how the responsibilities of being a god, right? Because I think a big a big um, theme of this movie was godhood, fatherhood, and the responsibilities of both. Um, we have Gore in the opening scene with his daughter. He he prays to his god and says, "Hey, you know." save save my daughter i don't care about me but save her and she dies and that puts him on this and then he eventually sees his actual god in the flesh and he doesn't give a shit about him yeah right and so we, like, yeah he was just like this is this isn't how it works you know you don't tell us what to do we tell you what to do you worship us right exactly and and, and you see that failing in the responsibility of that god to his subjects right so i feel like jane could have been the character that teaches thor that like Thor's off going with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, going on adventures, finding himself, doing whatever he wants to do. Meanwhile, um, meanwhile, we have, uh, you know, the Asgardians getting attacked back on Earth in New Asgard. And he's not there, you know, when when at least they first got it. Right. No, I like that. And it could have been like, yeah, hey, I've had to take over. Like, hey, you're not yeah. doing what you're supposed I've to do. I've been here. Yeah. Where have you been? Right? That sort of thing. I thought 
she should have been played more to that like that level. Also, I think with Gore, we should have seen him take out more gods. Yeah, everyone even if it's even screen. if it's a montage, like it, it can be a montage where it's you know I know like violence in these movies can't go super hardcore because it's you know PG or PG thirteen or whatever. Um, but we needed to see him at least fighting some more of these gods. Yeah, right. He's the god butcher. We only see him kill one god, and then we see one other god who's dead. That's it, right? So, and it could have been minor gods. Couldn't have to have been big ones, right? Or even made up alien gods. It could have been him knifing the little dumpling god or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so like, just eats him. Just puts the sword. On. <laughs> right, right. We're we're only. T- Another thing too is like when when Thor sees that one big god, which that was a cool scene because that's directly from the comics. Yeah. It was beautiful, but when we see him, we hear Thor talking about, "Oh, he was you know one of the nicest gods you'll ever meet," kind of thing. But show us that, like we don't know if he was or not. Like Thor thinks that Zeus is awesome, and we see how much of a dick Zeus is. <laughs> so let's if we're gonna if we're gonna say Gore is killing good gods as well, let's see that happen, right? Yeah. See one that's out there helping people grow grow plants and stuff, and he just comes up and just knifes them in the back or something. Yeah, like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, exactly. You're going to stand you killing, like, asshole right. gods. Like- let's, let's see that his indiscriminate view on godhood is wrong, right? Because we never actually see that. Um, also, here's a big one that I think I mentioned to you. Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> Let me make the case for putting Beta Ray Bill into this movie. I think, and for those of you who don't know, Beta Ray Bill is like the horse-faced alien who um, gains the powers of Thor in the comics. And he's been hinted at here and there in the... He showed his face in... He uh... showed his face in Ragnarok. He was on the Grandmaster's Tower. You see the skeleton of one of his species in Guardians of the Galaxy. So they're out there. They're just kind of getting hinted at. I think what they should have done is... While he's out with the Guardians doing their random adventures, he picks up a super fan named Bill, Beta Ray Bill, who's he saved on a planet or something, and now he's become like the super fan of Thor. He worships him. He's got an outfit that matches, which is like a comic accurate, like blue spandex with the little circles and stuff. And he's even made his own hammer that he carries around, and he's like Thor's biggest fan. And he. I think he can take the place of Korg through most of the movie, adding the comic relief and and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? And I think the you know basically in the end, when we have Thor fighting Gore, which is a weird thing to say because <laughs> it rhymes. Um, I think we have you know Beta Ray Bill who has no powers. Maybe he's a, kind of a strong alien like Korg. We have him take, you know, stand up to him and just get like tossed aside because he's nobody, right? And so when Thor then gets the kids and he gives them all the powers of Thor temporarily, temporarily, I think that at that point he should pick up uh, Beta Ray Bill's hammer and say the whole, the whole Odin line, you know, you know, whoever picks up this hammer, if he be worthy, has the power of Thor. And then, so Beta Ray Bill then gets the powers permanently. And he and Thor and Jane fight Gore. Yeah, three Thors, right? I think that would like it. It would have worked. Also, it would have worked better than giving the powers to the kids because I was like, right, 
That's very irresponsible. Right. <laughs> he had a child army. Like, I understand, like, that was kind of a fun thing to do because the kids are there. I think it would have been better if it wasn't the kids fighting, if it was Beta Ray. Yeah. No, that's the what, Mighty Thor and regular. That's what Thor. I'm saying. That would have been handled right. better and instead of putting right. kids in direct harm. And here's what that does too, is that now it shows that Beta Ray Bill would be able to stand up to Gore and even though, you know, maybe regular Thor Odin's son thinks he's beaten, he's like, you know, what's the point? We can't beat him. Beta Ray Bill stands up and proves that, you know. It's just perseverance and, you know, responsibility that makes you stand up to the evils and such. So I think that would be what shows what helps show Thor like what godhood means, right? What it means to be worshipped. And so that's a redeeming, you know, that's character development for Thor and Beta Ray Bill is rewarded for it. Then at the end, when, um, you know, uh um, when they're in eternity, right? Gore is now being beaten because of the team up between the three of them. Like, I, I see what they did where they have, you know, his daughter being, being returned or whatever, right? So I think what would have been a more impactful ending to the movie is we have, uh, I think most of the Asgardians, when, the, when Gore attacks, should have been wiped out. New Asgard and all the tourists laid waste to. Okay? okay, hear me out. And so, but they get to the end. They defeat Gore, and he's at the end. And now Thor is standing at the foot of Eternity. He's got one wish to to uh, make at Eternity. He can either wish for the lives that Gore took to or, be to be returned, or Jane, or Jane. His responsibility is now to the people, not to just himself. And that's a nice way to close the movie. Now we have weight to his decisions. Yes, there were jokes in there. Like Beta Ray Bill is still a funny character to have in there. But now we have like consequences for everything that has taken place in the movie. It's not just jokey, jokey, joke. Okay, and now Jane's dead. And now I have a little daughter, which is Chris Hemsworth's daughter also. In, in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, that's, oh, nice. that's his daughter. So I understand why she got put in there. But like... I like it as long as we don't take away the goats. Right. <laughs> Some people hated the goats. Some people hated the screaming yeah. goats. I fucking love the screaming yeah. goats. But I, I think I think by changing the story to that and, and having those story beats in there, Jane being more serious um, and, and almost being disappointed in like... Thor's like laissez-faire, devil-may-care attitude kind of thing, um, and having him learn some responsibility is now, you know, I think having that those steps in here kind of give more weight to the story and make it actually have some sort of impact on Thor's character. No, I like it, and it would make more sense with the first god that was reacting with Gore, where he didn't give a shit, and, uh, you know... All he cared about was, live, you know, having uh, his nymphs and his food and him living the good life. And also would have played into Zeus, like, not giving a shit. that Gore About the going, other gods uh, getting killed yeah. or whatever. Not just talking about the orgy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> their, their hero-gasm. Their... Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, we have, you know, I talked about how, like, the theme of 
godhood and fatherhood are played an important role, right? So Odin was the god that like everyone should try to be, right? He was compassionate, responsible, um, not a whole lot of fun at a party, <laughs> but you know he was someone that Thor looked up for. And now he's gone. So his other hero that he had always looked up to and modeled himself after was Zeus. And we find out that he's a fucking asshole. Doesn't care about anything. He's he's overweight and like like just like a funny little Greek dude, you know? Oh, he fucking killed it too. Uh, Russell like, Crowe was great. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And he lifted his little skirt to go down. <laughs> <laughs> you flick too hard. Um, so yeah, like I, I think that there was uh, good stuff in there, but this whole time, like I, I didn't feel like Thor was learning anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't going through any sort of growth. Yes, yes, there was this love story going on between him and Jane, and then also him and Mjolnir, Mjolnir and uh, Stormbreaker. Um, also, another one quick little thing I had on Stormbreaker. Can anyone just pick Stormbreaker up? Because yeah, Gore picked it up. Yeah. Um, I think it was because he was empowered by the sword, and like he he basically got to godhood level. But I mean, but one thing is Stormbreaker does not have Odin's. That's true. Uh, enchantment and we do see thanos like uh using it to kind of he was about to try to impale push yeah um i don't know that's a good question thought that was kind of interesting also it's very weird that mjolnir and stormbreaker are both sentient kind of (laughs) raises some weird questions also when he wrote it like a broom that was funny that was funny. I thought it was weird. He just kind of got on and took off. <laughs> yeah. Well, because at least in the comic books, the reason why he can fly is because he throws the hammer really well, hard uh, and the yeah, hammer pulls so, him. So he, yeah, he explains it to Corrigan Ragnarok. He's like, he's like, yeah, my hammer gave me the gift of flight. He's like, oh, you rode your hammer? He's like, no, I would just spin it really fast and then it would pull me off into the sky. Oh, your hammer would pull you off? Like, yeah, it was, it, they had a fun little joke about it in uh, Ragnarok. And I, it was fun to see him actually riding Stormbreaker in this one. But, um, yeah, that was, like, that was all funny. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not that I didn't like the movie. I just felt like when we had Ragnarok, we had Hela, the goddess of death, who was hidden away from Asgardian, like, history and everything, come back. Once Odin dies because he was holding her back with his very life force. She comes back. She kills the Warriors three, like all a bunch of Asgardians. Um, and then, yes, Thor goes on a crazy adventure with lots of fun stuff and Jeff Goldblum and whatnot, Tessa Thompson. But then he has to come back and he finds out that the hammer, Mjolnir, never gave him the power. He had the power all along inside of him. Yeah. Like he's he's do, going through character growth with funny adventures and stuff happening, right? And then at the end, Asgard, his home planet, his home realm is destroyed, and he has to make a new home for his people on Earth or on this on the spaceship, I guess first, and then eventually on Earth. So while he's people forget that while he's having all these funny crazy adventures with Korg and Meek and the Hulk and all that kind of stuff. Like there's serious stuff happening and that's what gives everything else weight. That's what makes the funny stuff funnier and gives you that comic relief. But you know, no, I agree. I yeah. agree. I think some, some good takes. I think it's, it just makes me sad. Cause now I know that movie won't happen. <laughs> Maybe Thor I, five. Maybe I'm we'll sure they'll bring uh, the, as, 
the way they're running through characters, Beta Ray Bill will eventually. Oh, yes, I can't wait. And and I'm sure, like, I mean, Chris Hemsworth can't play fucking Thor forever. You know, they're going to. Yeah, I mean, one thing about him is he does, he's like, look, I'll play him as long as people aren't tired of me playing him. And that's a cool, I think that's a fun attitude to have. He's young, he's buff, he can do it for a long time. I'm excited. All right, let's take the last five minutes and let's do some bold Comic-Con predictions. Okay. What we're going to see, Hall H. I have I've not thought about this prehand, but we also did not think about Blade when we came up with yeah. it. So. I think I think you're right. I think X Men needs to get announced. Either X Men or Fantastic Four, if not both. They'll pro- Fantastic Four for sure. Yeah, because that movie's coming up pretty soon. Uh, the way they're so heavily implying mutants with Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and Miss Marvel, I, I feel like they have to announce something. Right. Um, I already know for sure they had said that they're showing a trailer for uh, Wakanda Forever. Sure. Sure. Um, wonder what else they will do I'm, I'm trying to think of something bold um yeah um i mean if anything like i think i think introducing who professor x or who wolverine is going to be would be a, a big one it would be a big one but i don't think they're going to do wolverine yet don't i don't think so, think so. maybe mm, interesting so maybe like first class of X-Men, like, you know, I don't know. Cyclops, Beast. I, I agree Jean with Grey. you. My gut was, before you said it, I was thinking Professor X. I would love it to be um, Sir Patrick Stewart, but I don't think they're going to Dude, gonna he's do so it. old. That That's the thing. is like, I love Patrick Stewart, but he's, the more I watch with him nowadays, the more I'm reminded of how old he is. Yeah. I don't want Professor X to just like sit in it. I mean, I get it. He sits in a chair. <laughs> But I don't want him to just be like old and not involved because I think we can't just, wheel him out and have him in the sun too. We've long, just you know been <laughs> <laughs> shrivel up. I think ah! people don't appreciate he was old in Star Trek. He just looked good for his age. Right. Yeah. And yeah. When he was playing Jean Luc Picard, he was still like in his fifties. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So he, he just looked great for his age. Yeah. And, um, right. I don't know. I, I think Professor X. But if would I dare to say who, man? Um, I think Giancarlo Esposito is my top pick. He'd be great, but I, I don't. He would. They've be already great. got him on the payroll for Mandalorian, right? It's true. You just shave his head bald and plop him in a suit in a chair, dude. I could see that. I, I love it. I love it. It's very. It's very MCU, yeah, you know, or <laughs> whatever. Fair. Whatever they call it. that is fucking fair. right. I will back that up. Okay. I think Giancarlo Esposito is, dude. I think he would be a great. Professor X. He's not. Uh, he's. I mean, he's older. He's got to be in his late forties, early fifties, but he could play Professor X for like twenty years, no problem. Yeah, um, and he's great. He has that stoic, like gravitas, you know, if you will. Um, I think he could play him really well. That's one character. I hope that they don't like have him be jokes, or if it's a joke, oh, it's yeah. very fucking dry. Right or or accidentally no, funny. It has yeah, it has to be super dry, or it has you know it's kind of like um, when we talked about Ghostbusters. Like Egon wasn't cracking jokes. Yeah, it was funny because he was so like interesting and and weird on his own. Yeah, that everyone else reacting to him was funny. Well, I, I would even just like if he's the very no nonsense. Like everyone's joking around, and he just shows up and. Gives that classic face that he does. And just wheels up bad. and everyone stops. And it's like, oh, shit. And then he just wheels away. Yeah. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff I'm totally fine with. But he needs to be serious. He needs to be the leader of the X-Men. 
Um, if if they do Wolverine, this is not my prediction, but when I heard it, I liked it, and I think it'd be cool. Daniel Radcliffe. I don't think they'll fucking do it. I don't think they'll do it either. But but if they, I wouldn't go, mind it. If they'd go comic book accurate, Wolverine's a little guy. He's, He's a little a big guy, dude. He wasn't Hugh Jackman. Loved Hugh Jackman. I like Taron Eg- Egerton, the guy who played uh, in the Kingsman and Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, I think he he would be okay too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe Professor X. He just rolls out. Can I interest you in egg in these trying times? Just... So then I, then I blasted him <laughs> with my mind powers. Um, I don't know. I think, I think if they announce X-Men, if they were to bring anybody out who's cast, it would be Professor X. Yeah. Like, none of the other ones really have enough, like... Like star power, like that's one thing is with X Men, they've always been a team, right? Wolverine stands out, but it's because Wolverine was his own character first, yeah, and then joined the X Men, right? So, I would think that if they were to introduce anyone, it would It'd be, be the- great too if they did him fighting the Hulk, like oh, they did in the yeah. comics. That'd be uh, sick. That would be fucking great. Um, I think, I think, uh, more likely than that, I think we'll, we'll get Fantastic Four and we'll get all four. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I feel very strongly. They've, uh, there's been some rumors going around that Jason Siegel might be Ben Grimm thing. I've heard Seth Rogen. There's a lot of talk. Of <laughs> and Seth Rogen would be cool. As, as <laughs> <laughs> it's clobbering time. <laughs> um, that might be interesting. I think the, the one thing with the thing is he only has to be voice acted. So yeah. it could literally be anyone. It could be Bradley Cooper or Vin Diesel again. I you doubt know? it. I doubt it too. I, I don't think so. But um, I think that... Um, you know, I got to think that John Krasinski is going to be Mr. Fantastic because people went fucking ape shit when he came on. People screen. went ape shit and people loved it. But um, Kevin Feige said that that doesn't mean that he's going to play Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, but Kevin Feige's a coy little bitch. <laughs> he's just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I think he's a fucking coy little bitch. Um, <laughs> Kevin Feige, I know you're listening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I th- I think I think it's gonna be him. I think it's gonna be Emily Blunt. So it's gonna be them as Mister Mister Mrs. Fantastic. Maybe like a Jason Segel, uh, Seth Rogen for uh, Ben Grimm. Johnny is a fucking wild card. I I don't even know if I'd want to venture out. I if if I had my pick, it would be Zac Efron. Really? I think Zac Efron would be perfect. First of all, looks great with his shirt off. I mean. <laughs> Jesus. Second of all, he's got the comedic chops and like the arrogant, you know, yeah, you know, hot boy charm. I think he could play. I think he'd be good. I I just don't know if they would do that. I'm trying to think. I I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's got that. He's got the blonde hair, blue eyed kind of like you know Aryan look. <laughs> like that's how I always imagined Johnny Storm. It's, it's true, right? I can't think of someone else. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Right? He's young enough where he can do it for a while. Yeah. It'd be great if they just brought Chris Evans to do it. <laughs> they, they would never. It, they could. Yeah. Or maybe like a younger Hemsworth, uh, Liam or whatever. I think He it, might be a good like Cyclops. I think there would be a lot of great content if it was Chris Evans and everyone's super like, that's Captain America. And he's just like, I'm from a different <laughs> I don't know universe. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's just a different universe yeah. one. Uh, no, he he wouldn't do it. No, he probably wouldn't do it. No, if if he was if they showed up in like the multiverse of madness and it was like that, he would do it like a cameo. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. But not for an actual like setting up a series. Yeah, you know, you gotta think about people who want to be in the MCU for a while. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of someone else. No. No, Zach the more Efron, I think about Zach Efron, it. Yeah. Calling it. Let us know your predictions down in the comments. Uh, what do you want to see? And how'd you like my rewrite of Thor Love and Thunder? Um, is that the movie you guys wanted to see? Let me know. We'd love to hear it all down in the comments. And while you're down there, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, ding the bell, hit the little hit the little plus sign, whatever it is on whatever uh, platform you listen to us us to. We do appreciate it. Blade trailer. I think we'll get maybe a Blade Ooh, trailer. Blade trailer would be nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be dope if they show him killing Morbius. Oh, fuck yeah. It just <laughs> chops off his head. It's Morbin time. He just, <laughs> just did it right <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah, exactly. Um, that'd be great. Uh, but uh, yeah, let us know down in the comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. And when you're down there, check out patreon.com slash nerds with friends. It helps support the show. Helps send us to Comic-Con next year. We're yeah. already getting excited for that. Um, Christian. Thanks for being the uh, love to my thunder, I guess. Aww. You're the little girl, and I'm the big, strong man. I'll be the little girl. Yeah, you always are. <laughs> to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you. Good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now 